Hollywood has long had a special relationship with baseball. Box office hits about America's pastime outnumber those about hockey, basketball, and football combined. While the nostalgia for, the popularity of, and the rich history surrounding baseball certainly explain a portion of the dominance of these movies, it may have most to do with the structure of the sport itself. Baseball, more than any other sport save perhaps boxing, is inherently cinematic. It is full of opportunities for filmmakers to show both the strengths of an athlete and the power of working as a team. One hit, one strikeout, or one error can turn an entire storyline in a completely different direction. The nine innings build on one another and create momentum and tension. Conflict abounds between individuals and within the ensemble. And the icing on the cake? The lush cinematic setting that is the colossal Major League Ballpark. In 1992, director Penny Marshall added one additional home run element to her All-American Girls Professional Baseball League Summer Smash, America's favorite actor and COVID-19 survivor, Tom Hanks. 90s box office draw Rosie O'Donnell didn't hurt either. We're the two gomers, we're talking a league of their own, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Stephen, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. We come from cities near and far. <laughs> we are Canadians. Irish, Irish ones, ones and, and sweets. <laughs> We're one for all. We're all for one. We're all American. That's my favorite line. <laughs> Irish ones and sweets. Um, Irish ones and sweets. The real song I read. Really? That's that the real um, fight song for the, what is it? The AAGPBL All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Yeah, the longest name. Like, we've got the NFL. We've got the NBA. We've got the NCAA, right? We've yep. got the Big Ten. Then we've got the AAGPBL. <laughs> <laughs> All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Here, I'll try to do a baseball sound. that's not not bad that okay too soon here but that may be what baseball sounds like for a while dude (laughs) like if they so one of one of the reasons we wanted to do this movie originally yep okay so this is the two gomers and we're reviewing uh a league of their own we are trying to decide whether a league of their own is not only a comfort movie but a perfect mm-hmm. movie. I mean, I I don't think you can deny that it is a fun watch. And yeah, it's yeah. Impossible to not like this movie, I think. Yeah, me too. Like unless you're just super duper cynical <laughs> and like hate stuff, in which case you probably don't like this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> right. so. maybe, maybe that's it. Right. If you've made it to this episode, which I think is episode 22 of our podcast, yeah. I would find it hard to believe that you don't at least like this movie. Um, yeah. 
but we're or if sh- you were to watch it, wouldn't at least like it. Right, exactly. Um, but we're going to try to figure out whether it's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're right. One of the reasons why we chose it. Well, originally, dude, we chose it because it's spring and we thought, right. let's do a spring training adjacent right. baseball yep. movie. Yep. Ugh. But now there is no baseball right now. Yep. There's no crying in baseball, as we heard from Tom Hanks, one of the people that like made us all like get like, whoa. Yeah. Like Tom Hanks. Yes. Got the coronavirus. Rita Wilson. What? No crying not in baseball. Rita, so, like, not Rita. Not Rita. Not when Harry met. No, no, no. Sorry. Sleepless in Seattle. Um, Great scene. Yep. Uh, and we were like, should we still do it? Um, and then there he is. He's one of our absolute favorites. This is our first Tom Hanks movie. Wrong. This is our first. We already did Sleep in Seattle. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> you are currently considering um, changing your Anthony's pick next week to Castaway, which be, would be. Right. He, he is definitely the most represented actor right now in our um, list of movies. <laughs> okay. Good point. Uh, actually, dude. I had this thought while I was watching this movie. Okay, so it's not our first Tom Hanks, right. but it is Tom Hanks, one of our most beloved, one of our most favorite mm-hmm. uh, actors of all time. Yeah. Um, it's our first female director. Nope. <laughs> that sleeves in Seattle. Dang it. <laughs> that was our first app. It was a long time ago. Um, okay. You're right. Sorry, so it's everybody. our set. Uh, get, get ready for these stats. Our second okay. Tom Hanks movie, our second female director. <laughs> what? A, I can't wait until your third stat to see if it's also true. Let's hear. You uh, an, do you have another okay, first? Well, our first all female cast, pretty much. Okay, right. Definitely. Like, we like the ensembles, but this one is um, heavy. I mean, you were saying like you forgot that there were other male actors in this movie besides Tom Hanks. Yeah, like <laughs> when so you're writing I the, the one, sheet, one sheet. Yeah, like I had written twelve names mm-hmm. until I got to a man's name. Right. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, oh you know, there were there were guys in it. I was like, oh yeah, Bill Pullman. Oh yeah, duh, John Lovitz. Hello, <laughs> Gary Marshall, David Strathairn. You know. Yeah. Um, totally. Uh, okay, so that's a first. Okay, here let me back up. Yeah. Um, I could, I would like to to posit that Sleepless in Seattle was a preseason podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're making this new rule that wasn't actually, <laughs> even though it was our ninth episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it was preseason. We recorded it yeah. as a test run. Got it. And therefore, mm-hmm. this actually is. So if these are stats now for like a, a season, yeah, this is our first Tom Hanks. This is our first female director. <laughs> okay, I'll give, I'll give it to you. I've got a two. I got <laughs> two other firsts. One is okay. that um, I think it's our first director who is no longer living. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that I think um, Penny Marshall is our first. It's our first. Pers- our first. What is it? Posthumous. Yeah. Po- uh, director, um, and it's definitely a hundred percent our first sports movie. Yes, and probably will be our only until the fall when we do Rudy. Yeah. If we. Oh my gosh, it, uh, we're not going to try to do too many like 
like cultural moment things because you might listen to this 10 years from now 20 years from now right but we are in the middle of quarantine right now Mm -hmm. like is there gonna be fall sports is there gonna be you know like that like we're just in this crazy time so would you watch college football to an empty stadium i don't know so i think no matter what happens we still stick to our plan of doing movies that are connected to things that would have happened on the other hand i don't think we can do a ghostbusters episode anymore in the in the summer um all of our sequel movies yeah totally dude uh, just a couple episodes ago we were saying summer's going to be sweet and easy to make decisions because it's going to write itself for our podcast we just do a ghostbusters episode when ghostbusters reboot comes out how easy is that that's not going to happen anymore um but i think gun yeah bill and ted's right dang it dude oh my my precious keanu So these movies are uh-huh. in the can. Yeah. Like they're just sitting on a shelf. Yeah, like um what's what's the one I can't think of right now uh with the quiet the quiet, a place, quiet place. Quiet too. place too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just sitting on uh, J- on John Krasinski's laptop. <laughs> right? Like he it's could on, email it. It is on a flash drive, but it's um in John Krasinski's house. <laughs> email it like, to us, John. <laughs> But I mean, like, these are the questions that are just so insane. Like, yeah, are we going to like, what if this goes on for a while? Is mm-hmm. there a point at which they're like, you know what? You just got to see this movie. You well, know? Yeah. I mean, I think what I heard was, oh, what did I just see? Oh, <laughs> so dumb. Trolls World Tour, right? Trolls 2. <laughs> yeah. Somebody hey. retweeted Anna Kendrick in my uh, Twitter feed. And she was like, okay. I'm so excited. Trolls World Tour is still coming out on the release date, but it's going to be streaming. So it's wow. not coming. So I think some studios are going to be like, well, Trolls, you know, th- there was a ceiling for that, right? Anyways, financially, let's just put it out sure, streaming. Sure. And people are so hungry for stuff right now, they'll rent it. I think things yeah, like. Especially kids stuff. Yep. Um, I'm thinking about Wonder Woman 1984 that was supposed to come out this summer. Um. Wow. I bet there are studios that are like, um, we are going to save this because the weekend that movie theaters open, <laughs> if Wonder Woman 1984 came out that weekend, I th- I think it might beat Avengers Endgame for the highest grosser because like, here's a sequel to a movie you like and you can come to the theater and see it for the first time in months. Yeah. It, it's going to be mayhem. Goosebumps. Yeah, that was that was goosebumps right there, dude. See, yeah, those are the kind of things we're talking about. Like even on we had like a Zoom call with all of our like production team from Mm -hmm. from our church. Right. We're like, imagine what it's going to feel like. Yeah. When we all come back and gather together, it might be a month. It might be many months. Yeah. Like, but what that feeling is going to be like to go to a movie, to go to a concert. I mean, that's what I do. I play in an orchestra. Right. It's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's it going to be like? Not only to play with other people. Dude, what's it going to be like to give people hugs? Oh, hugs. Remember hugs. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, we just saw some friends just on the street. We were doing like a, um, an obstacle course thing Mm -hmm. that we set up with chalk. Yeah. That's for, uh, two gomers lose 20 in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, and we saw neighbors and we're like, yo, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Hi. Waving. Like, are we six feet? Yeah. Um, Right. So I think what it's going to be like is 
you know, about halfway through a league of their own, the, you know, the stadium's empty. Everybody's like, it's like every 10 seats people are in. Then Dottie yeah. does that split. Remember that split? Uh-huh. She catches that baseball. Oh, oh yeah. The, does the splits, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then all of a sudden, um, that brass comes in and you've got the montage uh-huh. of people yeah. filling the stands. That's what it's going right. to be like when this whole thing is over. Everybody just yeah. piling into these places. Um, yep. Yeah, dude. It, who knows? sports is going to go it's going to be mayhem when people are able to come back together in those spaces i'm really curious yeah. and there will probably be some sort of rollout too and people that are still really worried mm-hmm. like i just think we're gonna i'm just thinking we're gonna be like a more germaphobic culture yeah in the future right like yeah a hundred percent i was telling my students you don't under, i mean students who were who are like in their 20s right i was like what what happens in an airport right now is because of 9/11. So all of the, yeah. all of the things that you are so used to about life in an airport, mm-hmm. you can't bring yeah. liquids, you you have to take off your shoes. None of that existed before 9/11. And so you are yeah. living in a different world because of that event. We have no idea how this is going to affect the world, not for a year, not for two years, but forever. Um, and yeah. so I wonder about things like big sporting events, um, concerts, uh, these big venues, the church, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so different. All right. We don't have to keep talking yeah. about coronavirus. No, I know. Sorry. I mean, and like, like they're having people like where you're like geotagged with your phone, where you are, they're going to take your temperature before you go places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just, are we going to live in a bubble or are we going to re-embrace life i mean i just rewatched outbreak last night and mm-hmm. i was like oh that was a stupid thing to do before bed uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah even though for a pandemic movie that one is pretty light fare right like let's yeah. have let's have yeah. um helicopter chases for the last hour of this movie <laughs> yeah well and also it was just gross yeah like there's just some gross stuff like yeah. Their bodies uh, just know, leak, right? When they get the yeah. virus, it's oh. just a lot of just like, it's so wet, yeah. that disease that they get. But, you know, <laughs> Rene Russo oh. gets a shot and she's like, oh, I'm better. Oh, wee. <laughs> so maybe that's hopeful <laughs> at the end of that movie. Um, but listen, w- one of the reasons that we decided not to not do A League of Their Own is because yeah. last week we did Contagion. And we're like, what are we supposed to do? Uh, just a series of movies that are as dark as what we are currently living through? No, we want to provide oh, no some comfort and some levity yeah. and some joy. And I'll tell you what, A League of Their Own has got that coming out of its ears. Oh, my gosh. Totally. This this iconic uh, big band orchestral jazz score by Hans, mm-hmm. by German-born Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Going back to his like, German roots for a jazzy. I, know. I was I, like, we were sitting there watching it. So I got the girls together. I have a people know, but I have a four year old and eight year old girl. Yeah. A um, couple lines in this movie that are a little sketch sure. um, for that. But we gathered together, watched this. And I looked it up on IMDb while we're watching it. And I'm like, who is this? Sco- Hans Zimmer? 
Like, what? Yeah, Mr. Like Mr. Oregon himself. <laughs> I know, like, Mr. Bass Trombone, Rock Phonic from, like, all the way back to The Rock. Oh, all the way yeah, back like to, Crimson Tide. Yeah, partnered to, uh, you know, every uh, Nolan film, Dunkirk, Inception, Interstellar, all the new Batmans. Like, what I couldn't believe it, career, actually. dude. I mean, he has very, yeah. you can draw lines in his um, oeuvre, right? Where yeah. now it's like 10 years of rock opera kind of stuff. Right. Like rock-tastic. Everything has a <laughs> loud drum kit in it. And now it's all, <laughs> right? It's all those blaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through his IMDb. I mean, yeah. Driving Miss Daisy, mm-hmm. Rain Man. Um, Days of Thunder, Ooh. regarding Henry, Backdraft, Thelma and Louise, K2, Ooh, Lion King. Right? Yeah, he did the, um, totally did the forgot score about of Lion King. He's got to be rolling in dough, Hans Zimmer. Maybe. He's got two, dude, 206. He's a he's the composer of 206 films. But I'm even thinking IMDb. about like the right, the money that he gets for the Lion King Broadway musical. Oh. Dude. The kickbacks he gets for that, I mean, I bet you he's up there with Williams for, um, oh yeah, for what he's worth financially. Yep. It's pretty amazing. Um, that's that's the thing about or about symphonic, um, uh, movie score soundtrack yeah. composers mm-hmm. is yeah. like they are a part. There is nobody else that's a part of two hundred and six movies. No, that's you know crazy. what I mean. Yeah, like maybe a not even a grip. Right, because you can be doing tons of movies at once. You have to be physically right? there if you're a grip. You've got to be gripping. Yep, I mean, everybody knows that about <laughs> grips. You got to have that dolly grip. You got to be the best boy. What you, can't, if, you can't grip like, more than one place at once. <laughs> yeah, and you can't grip from home. That's nope. what uh, Hans like. See, see, that's the thing is, film composers. They're like, I've been, I've been quarantined. <laughs> For like yeah. 30 years just <laughs> right. at my computer. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speaking of Hans Zimmer, let's do the one sheet. Um, okay. Yep. Because there are some big names in this. Uh, we already mentioned yep. Penny Marshall. Um, Laverne or Shirley. I can never remember whether she was Laverne or Shirley, but she was. I think she was Laverne. Think she's Laverne. I do yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and then um, speaking of Tom Hanks, I think I read somewhere that she's the first female director to crack 100 million. On a movie, and that oh, was big. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get we'll get there when we mm-hmm. talk about that. Okay. So, a league of their own. Gomer one sheet. Yep. Um. You can you read it? Can you read? I can this read one? it. Yep. It's okay. Very nice. The, now the, I can see that you wrote on the other side of the page with Sharpie, and so no, that that was Lily. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I, um, I I can see it says one kid something. I don't know, but I could, it's yeah, leaking through even kid's... on the copy I made. It was uh, a kid's perspective of a league of their own. Um, and then she wrote some notes, first of which is, it's funny. Um, okay. Well, she's going to like okay. one of my um, exhibits then. Oh, good. Okay, great. She'll love this. All right. Release date, July 1st, 1992, coming up on 30 years ago. Uh, budget was $40 million. Mm-hmm. Gross at the box office, $107 million U.S., $132 million worldwide. I wonder if baseball um, movies do... I mean, obviously, they're going to do the best in the U.S., right? Like, but if you send a baseball movie overseas, 
Maybe right. Japan it would do well, right? Maybe China, but I doubt it. Um, kind of these other big markets aren't going to be yeah. all into a uh, a baseball movie that takes place in the 40s in the U.S. Right. With like World War II as the backdrop. Oh, right. Americana yep, jazz music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting, though. Um, two Golden Globe nominations for Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't win. I, I could have looked up who did win. Um, and then uh, this used to be my playground by Madonna. Okay, guess the, what? The, the the song. Okay. Guess what? Oh, no. I'm going to go right Uh-oh. into something from the trial. Stricken okay. from the record. I think This Used to Be My Playground is Madonna's worst song. <laughs> I cannot think of a more boring song that Madonna has done. I cannot stand that song. I hate that it's over the credits. It's so depressing. So slow. The melody sucks. <laughs> Stricken from the record. I am striking. Um, this used to be my playground off of the record r- right off the bat. Can't. I can't I'm wondering it. in in general what your feelings are about songs over credits. That is a great. Th- we should do a like a extra bonus episode sometime. We'll put that on our yeah. forthcoming Patreon where we talk about <laughs> songs over credits because I think there's a lot to love sometimes and mostly yeah. you're like. Why are you doing a rock version of um, the Disney song that we... I mean, if you think about your favorite movie, mm-hmm. second favorite movie, Frozen. Sorry, your favorite movie is Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> currently currently watching. Yeah, the 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 um, Let It Go. I can't remember who did it. Miley Cyrus or something. No, it can't be. It's got to be like some other famous... Lovitz, uh, uh something. Oh, man. Somebody's going to be like, you idiots. That was supposed to be but, the hit, the song that played over right. the credits. Yeah. But instead, it was Adele Dezim's version Yep. Um, that just skyrocketed her to, I'm also sure, financial success never seen before <laughs> by the likes of men. <laughs> <laughs> that it's That's so amazing that they that they were like, oh, well, people are going to love these songs, but what they're really going to want. Your, your uh is is a version is a rock version that can be played on the radio. I right. remember when Duel of the Fates from Star Wars Episode One was in the top forty. Right, that's, that's awesome. insane. Demi Lovato is who sang the. There you go. It over the it credits lo- of Frozen. Yeah, I was thinking Lovitz, John Lovitz, Lovato, <laughs> Demi um, Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, well, dude. One more reason though why Frozen Two is way better. Yes, dude. That ending, when um, Panic at the Disco, dude, yeah, okay. their version I agree, is I agree with that. friggin' amazing. Dude, he is insane yes. on that song. Okay, let me tell you, when that song was playing, I thought, this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shoot. Again, I have to watch it again. I know it's available to me on Disney Plus. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I pitched it to the boys the other night. Like, you guys want to watch Frozen 2 with me? And they're like, what? We're what? just in different worlds. We already worlds. watched that. Yeah. That's so funny because we watch it all the time. Although we haven't watched it in a few days. And actually today, dude, speaking about screen time, today yeah. we've got a whole day off. Oh, wow. No the screens. Were not, not to throw them under the bus yesterday, but we weren't getting along super well. Uh-huh. And Aaron threw the gauntlet, dude. <laughs> Second grade, for, uh, first grade teacher. She When that comes out, when mama becomes first grade teacher, it's like the gauntlet's down. She's like, I will take away shows for the entire day. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
and well, then good for her. And then you got to hold hold firm all day. That's yep. the hard part, especially for parents. Oh, it's often like, often it's a punishment for you. You're probably like, no, Aaron, no, not no shows. No, don't do that. And I'm like, girls, please be good for the love of all that is good. Um, okay, let's finish this one sheet real quick. Um, actually, Tom Hanks won the American Comedy Award Best okay. Actor, and it was nominated uh, John Lovitz and Rosie O'Donnell. Um, we've talked talk about, about other them. movies that came came out this same time, but a few good men. We actually talked about it on the on that episode. Yeah. Um, um, let, let's just, just say I, I think this is going to be our last 92, 93 movie for a while. Totally. We're going to we're going to make an effort to kind of get out of this. But um, it's been a fun run, I think, of doing these movies in our sweet spot. Um, yep. I 100 percent remember seeing this in the theater. I remember where we were. I remember uh, my whole family went to see it. It was amazing. So, yeah, again, 92, 93. We've talked about it enough, probably. Yep. Sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. I mainly remember watching it on syndication. Okay. Like, my parents, they were not baseball people. Sure. Like, I I should ask my parents. Actually, here's what would happen. And my mom has been listening lately. She's been loving the the podcast. Although she had it stuck on two times, like, you know, double fast. And she texted me, like, her videotaping it on her phone from her (laughs) iPad. She's like, I think something's messed up with your podcast. Because you guys are like, Mom, push the two times button. (laughs) And then it goes to half speed, which is like, we sound drunk and hilarious. Yeah. um, yes, now, sure, now that's but... that's the difference between your family at that point and mine. I mean, this was the the perfect movie for my family because oh. my dad and sister are enormous baseball fans, and right. Tom Hanks and your sister is in this movie, and my sister's in this movie. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> she plays the role of Evelyn. <laughs> Who has the best chemistry with Tom Hanks? I can't wait to get there. Um, okay. Yep. Uh, anything else? Uh, audience, 84%. Critic, 90 or sorry, 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems low. That does seem low. Um, We're always upset yeah, by I mean, it if it's not in the 90s, though, with movies that we choose. <laughs> Come on, you idiots. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know how you could not like this movie. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Okay, real quick, right here as we finish this one up. Yeah. Um, I did watch Siskel and Ebert. Okay. And they were like, okay about it. They oh, thought that some of the plot was kind of weak. They thought that some of the stories weren't um, like as well thought out as they could have been. And they totally, they they kind of panned Madonna. They were like, oh. they were like, this is a box office stunt. Huh. Okay. Which I thought was super interesting. Like you don't even don't even think about that now. Yeah, you know, like like, a, like, like you mean a, a a music a musician being in a movie. Yeah, like, or like somebody that's like super famous and you know kind of a sex symbol. Sure. Like what Madonna? Oh, okay. Like <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think maybe like all the you know people like okay are going to go to this movie and mm-hmm. the dudes are like I don't know it's about baseball but it's just got a it's like a it's a chick flick. Yeah. Yep. You know, and they're like, well, Madonna's in it. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. I'll check that out. Speaking of that, let me read the um, VHS, <laughs> the VHS okay. cover. Um, VHS synopsis is what we call it. And this is, I. ever since we started this, I think about the 
<laughs> the wife can, trying to convince their husband to watch this movie. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, it says Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, and Madonna star in this major league <laughs> comedy from the team that brought you big. Wow. I know. Okay. Hanks stars as Jimmy Dugan, a washed up ball player whose big league days are over. Hired to coach in the All-American Girls Baseball League of 1943, while the male pros are at war, Dugan finds himself drawn back into the game by the heart and heroics of his, quote, all-girl team. John Lovitz adds a scene-stealing cameo as the sarcastic scout who recruits Dottie Hinson, Gina Davis, the baseball dolly, with a Babe Ruth swing. Teammates, Madonna, again, they mentioned Madonna, Lori Petty, Can't wait to talk about Lori Petty. And Rosie O'Donnell round out the roster, taking the team to the World Series. Spoiler. Based on the true story of the pioneering women who blazed the trail on the fields and off for generations of athletes, a league of their own is a, sorry, a league of their own is a, quote, home run, exclamation point. <laughs> no. Honey, it's a home run. Come on. It says it's a home run. <laughs> Good news. Right. Uh, listener, it is in color. Um, Great. Rated PG. Hmm. Um, okay. Even though he does call that guy a penis with a little hat, which I love that line. And um, I will say, um, after the line, close your eyes, close your ears, everybody, but pickle tickle. <laughs> Our four-year-old oh. just yells out, Pickle, tickle. Oh, no. <laughs> and Aaron and I just like froze. Just like, okay, if you just don't acknowledge it, it'll never be said again. And it wasn't. They never asked about it again. <laughs> they'll, they will be watching it sometime when they're adults and be like, pickle, tickle. <laughs> Mom, dad, why'd you let us watch this movie? It's PG. Right. All right, dude. Well, we should go into uh, the main section, put this movie on trial, try to decide whether or not A League of Their Own is a perfect movie. But first, let's uh, listen to the trailer to get ourselves in that space, in the mood a little bit, and we'll be right back with the trial. I'd like to lead you all in a little prayer. Dear Lord, may our feet be swift, may our bats be mighty, may our balls be plentiful. Lord, I like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. She kept calling your name. This summer, Tom Hanks is managing the impossible. The Rockford Peaches. Sounded good. So let's all root for the girls team. Let's give the poor coach a break. You're still missing the cutoff man. Now that, that, that's something that I would like you to work on before next season. Cause it's fresh. Columbia Pictures would like to take you out to the ball game. 
for an all-star comedy. They'll pay you $75 a week. We only make 30 at the dairy. Well then, this would be more, wouldn't it? The manager, Tom Hanks. Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. The catcher, Gina Davis. Well, you say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me. We should I smack you around for a while. Can't we do both? The pitcher, Lori Petty. I made it. I'm a Pete. A Rockford Pete. The scout, John Lovitz. Are you coming? See how it works is. The train moves, not the station. And batting cleanup, Madonna. What if my uniform bursts open and, oops, my bosoms come flying out? You think there were men in this country who ain't seen your bosoms? A league of their own. All right. God knows we have a game. It's not like any of this helps, believe me. Directed by Penny Marshall. All rise. Hey, how's it going over there? What? Madonna's that? Oh, gosh, I love that song that uh, Weird Al covered called Like a Surgeon. That was my favorite song. Oh, my gosh. So good. I'm going to pour this into some passion tea. And that's not the sound of Jimmy Dugan whizzing. <laughs> that's pretty good. Th- that guy that lived across from you um, in your dorm room probably is the kind of guy who would be like, well, I... I like like a version, but have you heard of like a surgeon? <laughs> That's what I was th- like a surgeon. Hey, what? Yeah. Cutting for, Cut the, for very the very first, first time. time. Now I saw weird Allen <laughs> concert this summer with my kids. You did. We went to, he, he was on his strings attached tour where he had a full orchestra. Oh man. Yeah, um, I've actually, I've had friends that, did you see it in Tucson? We saw it in Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Phoenix Symphony or just like. No, Miami. he had his own orchestra. Oh, I've, I've had friends that played in that orchestra. Okay. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a, maybe he just, maybe it's just members no, of the he, he, local orchestra. Yeah. I, I just know I've had, I saw friends on like Instagram posting with him. Okay. Like the, they were playing with weird. I'm like, what? Sweet. Okay. Um, It was ridiculous fun. Oh, man, I bet. First of all, more people dressed up than when we went to Comic-Con. Wow. So many Hawaiian shirts. Uh-huh. So many um, f- afros. Yeah, jerry curls. And- yes. And then um, so many aluminum foil hats because of his latest album where he does <laughs> aluminum foil, foil. Um, I, I've never seen so many aluminum foil hats. It was so wow. fun. And he did like a surgeon. He did so oh, many man. of like the eighties and nineties stuff. Mm. It, it was one of those things where my face hurt afterwards. Cause I was yeah. in just in ecstasy the entire time. Oh. And luckily the boys liked it. Jessica had an issue because there was a very large man behind her singing all the lyrics super loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I want to see a picture of Jessica at that because I can see her kind of being like, Ugh. it was like, so great. And that that was probably one of the reasons why my face hurt so much because I kept looking over at her like she did not know she was getting herself into this when she married me. 
That is so great. Dude, I, I totally watched it or watched it. I went to see Weird Al when I was in middle school at the Barrymore, I believe. Oh, yeah. And, yep. Sure. And with my mom took. No, maybe my dad took me and my mom picked us up. I don't know. I just remember like best top moments of my childhood. Yeah. And he is still so great. And I do not know how he has the amount of energy that he has. He is bounding around this stage. And like so nice too, right? I hear he's just like the nicest, the ni- kindest, super nice, and like top three accordion players in the world. Hmm. He's so good. Crazy. Yeah. Wait, is that what Noah's learning right now? Well, one of the things, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, accordion. Okay. Um, and I thought you th- said he was learning. He was, yeah. And uh, Weird Al, definitely a um, inspiration. Nice. I promise my kids are cool. They don't. They like other music besides Weird Al. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, that's the thing is your kids are like hipster Gen Zers, right? So, like, yeah, of course so they're cool. The liking Weird Al is like, um, for some reason fits into that. I don't know. I don't understand kids yeah. these days. K- kids these days and their music. Um. All right. So here we are, a league of their own. We're about to put it on trial. Here's how it works. If you're new to this um, episode because you're a sports fan and you've been waiting for us to do a sports movie, <laughs> um, uh, this is what we do. We Anthony and I pick a movie that we love. We have a long, long list of movies that we love. Um, we pick one of those movies and we put it on trial. We act as its defense counsel. Each of us gets to present evidence in an attempt to prove to you, the listener, and to one another that today's movie is perfect. We each get two exhibits. Um we talk through the movie and um, when we think we have an exhibit, you'll hear that sound. We get to chunk in twice each when we're done. uh, We pass it over to you, the listener. We put some polls up on our social media and you vote. If all three of us vote, yes, the movie goes on a hard drive. Sorry, on a flash drive, put it on V'ger, send it to space where the xenomorphs pick it up, point the, eggs that the facehuggers are in toward the VCR screen and watch it and all those facehuggers grow up to be good little <laughs> girls and boys. Okay. Um, so I think we should just talk. This is a fun one, I think, to talk through from start to finish. Sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, love it. And then uh, we will we'll chunk in when we get there. Okay. A League of Their Own. Okay. It opens up with a one of our favorite things, which is a prologue now usually we've gotten prologues that are flashbacks this prologue Mm -hmm. is in the present the very 90s present the it's so 90s Mm. (laughs) and then they flash back for the bulk of the movie Ooh, now that's interesting if the whole movie yeah the whole movie is a flashback yeah that's right Hmm. It is because we have old Gina Davis who that is not Gina Davis, but it sure looks like her. And voice voiceover. It must be right. It must be Gina Davis's oh, yeah. voice voiced over and yes. style. Yeah. Yep. Kind of weird. Like that's <laughs> so that's actually sort of weird. Once you know that is you're like, wait, her voice hasn't aged. Yeah. Yeah. But she has. Know. And then there is one part. I can't remember. I, I can't pull it up in my mind right now. Right, one part where this older actress is kind of emoting, like giggling, like <laughs> but but Gina yeah. Davis is <laughs> over that, and it does not work at all. 
But they, I, love that. I mean, they've got her height right. I mean, her her every. Oh yeah, she looks her a cheeks. lot like her. Yeah, she's got. She's really tall and thin. She just has these very, like, yeah, her cheeks are very distinct. Yep. Right, like in Madam Secretary. I don't know. I just that's like part of her look. I, I don't. You know. Speaking of Madam Secretary, isn't that Taylor Leone? Who's Madam Secretary? Excuse me. Madam President. There was she was she played the president in. Oh, is that a what show. it was called, Madam President? You're, Madam you're Secret- totally right. Madam Secretary Leone, who was also in this movie. No, no, no but oh no, hold. There was a there's a show, Madam Secretary. Yeah. That's Taylor Leone. Okay. We love that show. And yes, Taylor Leone makes a cameo, not a cameo. She's just like one of the people that gets a, a shot in this. Yeah, she's like, just hey, a, that's bit, a bit part in this movie. But Madam President? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Okay, I know Gina Davis played the president, and that's not the same show. Commander in Chief. Like, got it. Okay, and that that was like West Wing. Yes, it was West Wing with, with a female president, or not a reboot, but yeah. Okay. What What if they did a reboot of West Wing? They should ju- they should do West Wing where Rob Lowe is running for president Dude. or president already. And he's got some of the same cabinet. Mm. Rubble's got nothing to do right now. He's in that he's in that Netflix movie about elephants with Vanessa Hudgens Come or whatever. On. He's not doing anything. Just just reboot <laughs> West Wing with him as president. He's so handsome. <laughs> just do it. Do it. Sweet. <laughs> okay. So old Gina Davis is uh going to the baseball hall of fame. To celebrate the opening of a new wing that celebrates the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Um, She steps out on this baseball field and all these old ladies are playing baseball, which Jack loves. There's nothing more than that Jack loves in a movie is old people running around and laughing and shoving each other. I don't know why he just is if if he's like, this is my favorite movie ever because there's like a bunch of old people laughing. Um, uh, and then we flash back. Yep. Um, and we flash back to Gina Davis, real Gina Davis, no voiceovers this time. Right. Super young now. How old, how old do you think she was? Do you know how old Gina Davis was when this movie was made? We found out that Tom Hanks is 37 when this movie was made. No, I think it was 36, dude. Okay. Yep. Um, but um, do you know about how, Gina Davis? I wonder. She's probably younger I, than him. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure she's in her late twenties, early thirties. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I just mean she just looks, she looks so much like you know. It's just like the movies, mm-hmm. like just they capture people in that moment. Yeah, you know, like and then you see them in the like later stuff or like behind the scenes. Somehow, like that film, just makes people look amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I hope like, no one will take offense to this, but I think Gina I Davis know. looks the best she has ever looked and will ever look in this movie. I think she is luminous. She is luminous. Um, yeah. So opens up to a baseball game. Yeah. They're playing. And right away, yep. you can just tell sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry. Right? Yep. The sisters. Older. Is this is this you and Al? Well, like you were like, don't, don't, don't try to hit the high ones. And he's like, eh, I like the high ones. Eh. 
It's an interesting question. I think it is me and Alex, but the roles were reversed. That's what I thought. This this scene, the scene where they mm-hmm. are arguing later on in the movie in the locker room. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Kit says to Dottie, why do you have to be good? So good at everything. <laughs> I know I'm wrong and you're right. That, that's not that's not as much it. But when when she says that to her, I was like, I remember feeling that about Alex. Like he just is so good at everything. He's so good at <laughs> Mega Man 2. You can just beat Mega Man 2 so easy, and I have to sit there and say, we did it, even though I did nothing. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah dude. I, good this, question. So, yeah, this movie, we're going to talk about it later, but I... Okay, actually, I'll say this right here. Mm-hmm. I think that this movie, a different version of this movie, maybe with a different actress, yeah, could have been about Kit and not about Dottie. I see. You texted me and asked, do you think this movie is about Kit or Dottie? Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- I think just screen time and the attention the camera gives to people, right? Um, it's about Dottie, right? And the connection that Dottie has with Tom Hanks. Those two are the leads. Right. But the thing is, she has the arc, uh-huh. the character arc, the growth arc. And well, and so does Dottie, obviously. But right. also she ends up winning. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like, so here, here's my best pitch that it is about Dottie. When Kit leaves the team, the story doesn't follow Kit. It, sto- it follows yep. Dottie. Yep. There you go. Okay. So I just think with a different actress and slightly different writing, it could have been about Kit. Okay. When, when I don't think it's about Kit. I do think it's about Dottie. Yes. But she wins. That's true, which is a great you know what I mean? move that the movie makes, I think. Totally. So, and we'll get there. Yep. Um, okay. So, Kit and Dottie are playing. They're getting all dirty. Obviously, Dottie is better than Kit. Uh, that's kind of established at right away. Yep. At everything, including baseball. And then John including, Lovitz comes. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and I think the back of the VHS box was right. A scene stealing. I mean, he's probably in five minutes of. He probably gets five minutes of screen time, right? John Lovitz, maybe yep. a little bit more. Yep. Um, even though I guess it's how you define screen time. He's in he's in 20 minutes of the movie. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everything he says is good. Every single line Aaron laughs at. Aaron Stinkin was laughing her head off at every because like this is one of those movies for us that actually isn't in our normal rotation. Uh-huh. And yep. so watching it, it's like you know it so well. And I yep. hope people, if they haven't watched it after listening to to it they'll go watch it again yeah it's just so fun and you're like you know the lines but somehow they're fresh again it's it's one of those you know things I mean? like oh he's gonna say i don't care pretty soon i don't care but right. instead it's like hey farm girls see that grass don't eat it <laughs> <laughs> you see the thing is the train moves not the station <laughs> <laughs> he's really good i hate it when they get attached <laughs> like when he says that when he's leaving his last line. So good. He never comes back. I think today they would bring yeah. Lovitz back at the end and he'd be yep. like, I told you so, Kit. I knew you were the yep. one. <laughs> yeah. Here's looking at you, Kit. <laughs> A great line. He he would have been the T-Rex of um Yeah. Of a League of Their Own. You didn't know he was your favorite character. Then when he came back, you're like, I've been longing for Lovitz the whole time. 
Yeah, or like somehow when she decides to go back like with her husband, mm-hmm. Dottie goes and she quits the game yeah. after the amazing speech that we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, somehow he's like at the train station, <laughs> you know, like you can't quit now. You, you can't. I'm you scouting know? for next season. Yeah. <laughs> I make my job harder. Um. So, OK, so John Lovitz drafts. Well, he's after Dottie. Right. Which is also kind of re-cements this thing that Kit is kind of like the always second best. Um, but yeah. Kit convinces him, if I can get Dottie, he says, if you can get Dottie to come, you can come too. Because he he finds out that her arm is really strong or something. Yeah, he, he, touches like, he touches her arm and he's like, oh, whoa, yeah. hold on. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, see, this is another reason why there, it could go the way of Kit mm-hmm. because it's like the person that shouldn't have even gone ends up winning the World Series. That's right. I mean, she is the you know underdog I mean? story, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know when we're going to get to this, but I do have another stricken from the record that I want to talk <laughs> about. Is it just Kit in general? <laughs> I, I, I think Lori Petty's performance is bad. Mm. yep um kind of whiny just like yeah it doesn't i i'm totally with you dude it's it's like gina davis is playing her character uh what her character's age is and she is close to that character's age i think laurie petty is a much older actress playing an 18 year old or a 19 Mm. year old and so her voice the voice she's doing She's she she it, it's like some acting coach came in and said, here's how to act like a girl instead of a woman. And so, yeah. she's obviously a woman and not a girl. And so it just comes off as grading to me. And um, I just I just I, I feel like to, if I'm going to get to a perfect movie on this, I have to strike her performance from the record. <laughs> OK, that's a pretty big stricken from the record. I know. She does. Because, get, yeah. It's a little bit. Tashi Station to get some power converters. <laughs> oh, man, she's constantly wanting to be at Tashi Station other than the place yeah. that she currently is. <laughs> um, but I, it's a, the, the reason why it's such a shame to me is because I like the sister story. Totally. I, I think that, that that's what the movie's about probably is, is yeah. that. Um, and that's kind of the driving plot throughout the whole movie. It's just a shame. It's it's just a shame that Laurie Petty, who is better in, um, dang it, I can't remember the name of it with Keanu Reeves and um, Patrick oh, yeah, Swayze skydiving. In... Uh, yep, she's yeah. So she's in Free I Willy. Remember. I remember she's in Free Willy. Okay. Um, Point Break. That's what that movie is called. She's better in that um, because she's playing her age. But man, dude, I I can't. I've got I've got uh, embarrassed for you goosebumps every time she is on the screen. Not every time, but a lot of it. Yep, a little whiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's why the ending is kind of weird. It's like, how did she win? Um, but again, we'll get there. Now I gotta say, so I've got two girls, so they're sisters. Yep. And the the thing that they like bought into this movie. Mm-hmm was when they started like racing like she started walking and so yep. she's like walking slightly ahead of her 
And then she's like, well, why are you walking so fast? She's like, well, I don't know. And then they start walking and walking. And now they're like running. And now they're like sprinting and like racing. It's like, why does everything have to be a race? Yeah. And like my girls were laughing their butts off. Like they had bought in at that point. Okay. That is that because that's Lovitz. how they act? Is that how your well, girls I mean, act? Are they? You know, you always want to be the line leader. Okay. Like yep. anybody that has little kids, it's like mm-hmm. you always want to be in front. Wait, yep. but I'm in front. I want to do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, but you're right. That is a little kiddish, although it was so endearing. Yeah. It totally like laid it out. Actually, dude, it's not just kiddish. Like, I'm sh- like br- that brother, sister, sister, brother, sister, sister, brother, brother. Like that crap. That lasts. That lasts forever. Like a revertigo. It's in. I'm sh- like yeah. competitive nature. Yeah. All that stuff. Now, I wonder if Alex would say the same thing about me now in his life. I feel Mm. none of that with Alex, Mm. my younger brother by 15 months. There was competition when we were young. One time I spat on him from the top bunk of our bunk bed because I was so mad because we had the same (laughs) bedtime or some stupid thing like that. Um, (laughs) Just tweet. Um, Oh. Right now, dude, I I feel nothing but joy when he succeeds. Yeah. And so I wonder if that does go away to a certain extent, but I certainly know that for others, um, that competitive thing lasts and lasts until death do them part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's a total movie trope. Yeah. Um, I I, I mean, not to make it super spiritual, but that's a spiritual discipline of celebration. Yeah. Definitely. And of of maturity too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Props on that, bro. Um, okay, so we've got that uh we've so we've got that happening. Then they take the train. Then there's this yep. every scene is so good. I'm sorry, every yep. scene is i mm. I'm like excited that it's starting, which is they enter into the baseball stadium. Um they've picked up another girl on the way, Marla yep. Hooch, who's yep. super good. And but so good, yeah. But home comely, right? She's like um right. not comely, homely. Um, homely, homely, yeah. Yeah. And uh they all get there and they meet Oh wait, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Go where remember you are at meet. Okay. Yep. The scene with the dad mm-hmm. of Marla, he's like, Don't hold her back because of my mistakes. Oh <laughs> dude. Oh, like that I just love anything father daughter I always love. Yeah. I love him in that scene. Yep. Him and David Strathern, same year ish, sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like, but totally different character. I don't know. I just love that. I yeah, yeah. Definitely. That. Um, okay. They come in to the basement yep. and we meet some new characters. Uh, are, are you going to talk about we meet the two gomers <laughs> the two gomers i never thought about that this movie does such a good job at doling out slowly its characters you know what i yes. mean and so you're yep. you're like when are rosie o'donnell and madonna gonna show up and right when you're asking that there they are they're, they're there. back and forth i remember i think rosie had her show at this point her talk her okay. daytime talk show and she and madonna became friends before this movie mm. and then it's so, so that that back and forth that they have is natural that's how okay. they actually act to each other rosie sure. is constantly ribbing madonna about how loose she is basically <laughs> and um and and then madonna is giving it back to her in kind right Th- that pairing yeah. is just beyond funny and fun 
Yep. Super duper fun. Uh, love it. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to chunk in here um, okay. with my first piece of evidence why I think this movie is so good. And this is it. I think that in a lot of sports movies, it's like you were saying, like an underdog movie because the team starts bad and then right. they get good. And it's all about the competition between other teams. The reason why I like this movie is because it's not about the teams. It's about the league. It's right in the title, right? Mm. It's about the league. It's about um, you get the feeling even right away at this try in this tryout scene is that all of them just want to play. Right. Um, that they are, you know, they're competing for spots on the teams. Um, yep. But even even the big announcement then that um, that I don't remember who is giving the announcement to he's he's the, the manager or something one one of the managers yeah. of one of the teams because Jimmy Dugan is still drunk somewhere we haven't been introduced to Tom Hanks yet um, right he's not talking to them individually team by team he's talking to all of the girls sitting there sorry I say girls I, I mean that's what they call them but all the women sitting there. Um, together excited to be part of this thing and you never get the sense that the the peaches are bad they're always good right. throughout the whole movie they're a good team and so you're not <laughs> right. worried about the the plot isn't will they win or will they lose the yeah. plot is will this community of women come together and do this strange but important thing during the war yeah um and how is that going to work and the ins and outs and that of that and the um, the development of their relationship? I just like that we're a bad team and we have to get good is not the plot. The plot. Right. And that's. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No. And that's been in so many movies. The right. like the crisis in this movie or like, you know, the thing that they're working hard against the resistance yeah. is will this work? Right. Right. Like the 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 suit. Mm-hmm. You know, David Strather and Ira Lowenstein. Yeah. Um, like the big conflict is like, will this make money? Yeah. Will this be profitable? You know, like, so yeah, yeah, it's about the league. And then they're all in it together. Even like, even like Madonna, like, hey, what would happen if like, maybe like my, <laughs> like, my I don't know, my bosom up. just popped out. And then <laughs> Rosie says, you think there's anybody <laughs> in the country that hasn't seen your bosom? <laughs> <laughs> A great laugh from Rosie. Um, I'll tell you right now, she gets my she in everything she's in. She gets my MVP, right? I mean, we talked about this in Sleepers in Seattle. Her her, her performance in that movie pushed it over the top for me as far as perfection because it was a transcendent performance. I think she gives another one here. Oh, so good. Um, hey, dude, I looked up a little fact factoid here. Okay. Um, so he said you're gonna make seventy five bucks a week. Oh, right. You yeah. know, yep. John Lovitz. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that is in today's dollars. So yeah. $75 a week in 1943 is 12, uh, $1,121.44 okay. in 2020 dollars. So that's actually like, that's like 4400 bucks a month. Now, they probably only play for like three Did months. Did he say I 75 know, you know. a week or 75 a month? What did I say? He said 75 a week. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Tell me that number again. I'm gonna do some quick math. Seventy-five bucks a week. Okay. And uh, no, the current the current number. Oh, 
Um, so if they were working 40 hours a week, which they're not, they're working more than that. That would be $28 an hour they're mm. making. Um, so that's, um, that's pretty good. I mean, especially when they are, um, well, probably not for baseball, but let's think about male baseball players though today. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's probably yeah. a tiny portion of what they're making so it's both right there i think at some point kid goes like well that's like three times as much as we're making on the farm right what well actually at the same time i was like dang like that's actually they're making like 400 bucks a week yeah. on the farm 800 right. 1600 bucks a month it's actually that's like not bad i don't know i don't know just random facts that i thought were kind of fun yeah but yeah you're right though i wonder what a baseball players like what was babe ruth's salary in today's dollars that would be like super interesting i remember thinking when they when they they were talking about that um because i don't i didn't i didn't do the math or research what it was today i was thinking what what is why did penny marshall put that in the movie because it's so low or because it's reasonable yeah i i wonder i wish i could ask her but um yeah it's it's really interesting that speaking of that at the same time that this is happening we get introduced to Tom Hanks. 31 who, minutes in, I checked. Oh, really? <laughs> Good. Yep. Jimmy Dugan, who's kind of a washed up manager who used to play, yep. who was like a washed up manager, washed up actual baseball player, right? He yeah. hit 28 home runs for that manager's ball club. Remember he says that, right? Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, in, in, one, in one series or something. I don't remember. But anyways, he's stumbling around. He's looking for, I think, how to make money, and he's offered this position as one of the managers for one of the teams in the American All-American Girls Pro Baseball League. Canadians, Irish, Irish ones, ones, and Swedes. So um, the pitch, I think, to him was there's Canadians, there's Irish ones, there's Swedes, <laughs> and Jimmy Dugan said, sign me up. <laughs> Did you say Sounds Irish great. ones? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's this whole like interesting subplot too. I wrote like just basically about like even when they're when they're finished. Like I, I wrote down a couple of things that I saw there. Like they said they said the masculinization of young women. Like oh, it's yeah. a really interesting time mm-hmm. in like are are these baseball players, but they're also supposed to be ladies, yeah. right? Like they said. Um, they're treat. They're trading their oven mitts for baseball mitts. And then there's even that prolonged scene where they all get makeovers, which I love a makeover in a movie. Don't get me wrong, one of my favorite things is a makeover in a movie. So I love that scene. But they're being made over, and they're learning how to sit correctly and and sip right. their tea. Um, yeah. I, I I actually love that scene because it's like we're not. We're also asking you to represent. 40s womanhood but that doesn't that flies in the face of them actually playing this traditionally male dominated sport even when they get their uniforms remember that scene right yeah yeah and it's yep just and they're all talking about yeah like we can't slide in that Uh uh-huh they're like that's just not practical and he's like well if you won't wear that then you're not playing on my team yeah so there's like some very dated moments but like 
you know, but like that's not just nineties, like nineties no. dated. That's like forties dated. Um, right. th- that was just interesting. Um, and then even when they were gonna like, um, you know, when they were saying they're gonna end this at the end of the year, even mm-hmm. though it's going well, yeah. He said, or um, he said, what kind of ladies will the men at war come home to? And then right. they said, do do we wanna um, like, are we gonna send the men back to the whatever you know of course they're going to go home so like there was like this that's a really interesting cultural moment right there definitely i agree like so different so even jimmy dugan tom hanks's um character bucks up against mm-hmm. this like oh you're asking me to coach a girl team yeah um and then he's just like i don't have any i don't have any money i need money for liquor or whatever he makes that joke <laughs> Um, and he decides yeah. to do it. And I, I think that probably closes act one, right? We've met all of our characters now. Um, act two feels like this kind of process that we were talking about before, which is th- they start this league, but nobody's coming. Right. Um, and then uh, there's this probably 45 minute to an hour section in the middle where they're traveling around, just playing baseball, having conversations Tom Hanks is acting out when he's not sleeping and scratching his balls for two hours or whatever the fuck But here are parts when you scratch like your that. ball for an hour. Right. <laughs> um, and within this part are just gems, dude. Like, mm. um, probably the, the most, I mean, quotable line is there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just tweeted just Instagrammed, like we said at the top of the show, mm-hmm. by Tom Hanks. No crying in baseball. I mean, like, yeah, I looked up um, best lines mm-hmm. from this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, and when, when I looked that up, I got ESPN. Huh. Like, I just Googled, like, you know, top lines in a league of their own. And yeah. ESPN had a whole thing. Um, yeah, so number one. Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> She's crying. Oh, crying in baseball? <laughs> like that classic... Tom Hanks, just like high pitch, you uh-huh. know, like, yeah, wh- like, you know, wh- how he gets what, what do you think of his performance in this movie? Um, super funny. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, where, where so would, like, where would my- you rank it among his other performances? Ooh. I mean, you've got something like uh, Forrest Gump, yeah. you've got Philadelphia, right? Big. Yep. I mean, where, where does this rank? Castaway. I mean, Castaway is in the top five. Okay. I mean, like. Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, dude. Okay. Oh, I got to okay. tell you my theory about that. Huh? Um, that he's I the mean, same guy. Not... He's Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> That's Ryan it. Ryan. I so, thought it was I, be... <laughs> I was like, what if in some alternate universe, Jimmy Dugan uh-huh. is whatever his character's name was in Saving Private Ryan? Because that's the same time, like just a couple. It's like 1943. So that actually wouldn't work. Oh, those two things are happening at the same time. I see. What if he had been drafted instead because he didn't have the leg issue? I love that. (laughs) He would be the same moment. (laughs) Yeah. But in Saving Private Ryan, remember, he's like, like, oh, that would have been amazing. Hmm. Is if in Saving Private Ryan, he was they were the whole time they were like, what did he do? Yeah. Before he came here and they yep. found out like he was an ex ball player. This that you're the Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> you are, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I love that. Yeah. So um, that really that only works the other way around. And then the time thing. Um 
as far as yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I mean, like this, I wouldn't put this in like the top five Hanks okay roles, mm-hmm. but it does have some of my favorite Hanks tropes or like things that he does. Which is my favorite one. One of my favorites is the bobblehead, where you just like. Well, like you can't do it over radio, but like, no, I mean, think about when he's peeing, he's doing that bobblehead, right? He's oh. like shaking like this. And then, the, and then the other part, you sent me a text of this when he's calling Evelyn over with his yeah. two fingers and he's just beckoning yeah. super fast and bobbling his head. Like, yeah. Um, so I actually think he probably has two different categories, right? Where he, he is a dramatic actor for sure. Now, mm-hmm. um, I think he's fully dramatic actor now. I can't think of his last comedic role. I yeah, mean, like I, I mean, what? Yeah, we just saw the the Mr. Rogers movie. He's incredible in it. Um, mm-hmm. Sully, he's incredible. Right now, he's just playing people that you would say, you know, who should play that? Tom Hanks. Yeah. and then he ends up playing yep. it. <laughs> so, is he going to play himself in the COVID nineteen uh, biopic? Yeah, biopic. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. I because we've talked about this for there there will be movies about this moment, right? What if Tom right, Hanks yeah, we played about himself? Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson in Australia. So what would need to happen is he's like the one that takes the vaccine or like hit like his antibodies <laughs> okay, are used <laughs> to create the coronavirus like um vaccine. Yeah, like that. They have to shoot him with a tranquilizer. He's running through the woods like that monkey in Outbreak. They've got to shoot him with a tranquilizer and, and get get his blood. <laughs> um, Do it. I, I, I put no. this in my top comedic performances of Tom Hanks. I think there's big and there's this one. Top. Where top he, comedic. Yeah. Okay. He he is just full on head bobbling. Yeah. Joy in these movies. Mm. Um, and yep. and so he he is going through his own process here where he uh, at first is just sleeping through the games. Um, right. Then there's this scene that I think is my favorite scene of the movie, which is he kind of cracks open an eye at some point and sees Gina Davis basically coaching the team. She's given the signals, yep. right? Swing away. Yep. Or yep. actually she's telling the girl not to swing. Uh-huh. Marla. And then yep. Jimmy Dugan gets pissed about it, gets up for the first time probably during a game, is like, what are you doing? That's our best hitter. Why don't you do it? And then they have this um, signing battle. Yeah. A sign-off. A sign-off. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I think that's probably the pivot point of the movie that things start turning on that where all of a sudden mm. he starts getting into it again. Um, I uh, wonder if that's at the golden mean of the movie. Like that, like I would even like to look at the timestamp mm-hmm. of when that happens. Yeah. Cause that is exactly when the tide turns mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Like now he's invested. Yeah. Now the team is in full force. Mm-hmm. Um, and is like, are, is there an, is there a crowd at this point or is this No, like... I don't think there's a crowd yet. I think, I think okay. she's coaching the team and it's the stands are pretty empty. And so we haven't gotten to this do something spectacular moment. Okay. Which, which maybe you could make the case that that is the pivot of the movie where, the, okay, where they yep. start filling the stands. But I still think that there's something special about that scene where Tom Hanks starts to engage. Yep. And then the chemistry between Gina Davis and Tom Hanks really kicks in. Um, yes. 
and and I think I think from then on you're getting a lot of great scenes between the two of them, and then the movie really starts. It's in it's in full gear at that point. Yep, and that's that's when because there are almost like it's an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're totally right. This is about Dottie, but there's it's like Dottie and somebody, Dottie and somebody, yeah. Dottie and somebody, mm-hmm. and now at this point it's Dottie and Jimmy. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now he's the now now they've met their match. They're the leads. Yeah. And now it's in full full force, full swing. And you you sent me this little deleted scene. Yeah. Okay, so this okay, so this deleted scene is not too far after this. So you can you can all look it up on YouTube. I just looked up cut scenes. We don't have the DVD or the Blu-ray or anything like that. Yeah. And it's a scene and he actually delivers some of the dialogue that he delivers in that speech later when he's trying to convince her. Now, I don't know when this speech, this scene takes place, but okay. basically the, some of the producers or writers of the movie actually wanted um, Jimmy Dugan and Dottie to end up together. Or to at least have or, some uh, romantic tension. Yeah. They're like, well, you, you got to have them kiss. You know what, dude? I'm going to change. Okay. I, I love this podcast. It's so fun. Uh-huh. Sorry, that was really self-congratulatory. I love talking about what I mean. I love talking about movies with you so much because it just makes me think. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do a, a chunk in here, dude. OK, great. This is different than what I was going to do, but I'm just going to go for it. OK, I think a great piece of evidence is that they cut this scene. <laughs> I love that because the scene that we're talking about, they kiss. Now they don't. Yes, it's it's not like they don't kiss and then they go into the dugout and make sweet love. That's not what the scene is, right? Right. They're having some sort of um nice conversation in the baseball field after everybody's left, yep. and then um it looks like Tom Hanks is drunk. Yeah, it's it's the scene where he's practicing with like the robotic pitcher. Oh, okay. That makes a ton of sense. And she so might, she walks into that scene. Okay, yes. Got so it. So she walks into that scene mm-hmm. and he's like, I still got it. Like, check out, check this out. You know? So she's like, he's great. Yeah. And then they start talking about baseball. Okay. And actually this, this is, and I think there are scenes um, with Kit, Kit's whole arc that are cut, which okay. I didn't see, but I've heard of. So that'd uh-huh. be interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she sees it's great. And then they start talking about baseball. And mm-hmm. this actually, you don't get this as much. You get it. You kind of just like it. It's you get it, but you, it's not said. Yeah. Um, how much she loves baseball and how much it lights her up. He, and this he kind of says that to her when she's quitting. Right. He's like, well, you're made for this. Right. This is where you get the joy. And so actually watching the scene, I'm like, oh, OK, that's where he's getting that. Because she's actually talking about how baseball is perfect. Right. It's this. It's it's a pretty yeah. good dialogue scene. Well, and I just I sent it to you also just because it says she says perfect a yeah, couple of times true. like yep. perfect movie. I like that. Um, but then somehow they like lean into each other and then they kiss and I watched and she like actually puts her arm around him like yeah, she, she it's not like him in yeah he kisses her they go for it so I'm really glad they cut this because her husband's at war. Yep. 
Like that's where her heart is. Mm-hmm. And then you don't need any of that tension in this movie at all. That's it's a, where, it's that's a what my big evidence distraction. Is. And there, there's this, dumb. yeah, yeah. There's this great scene where they're talking in the bus about her husband. Yep. And I think I remember when I first saw it in the theater, being a little bit worried about that. Like, oh huh. no, they're getting too close. Every every additional viewing, then though, I love that scene because I know that that's not going to happen. That he actually maybe yep. is curious about her husband. And is just being a platonic friend to her. So it's like what they say cannot happen in When Harry Met Sally. Is that a man and woman can be friends. Right. And so Um, I love that. Yeah, I love that. They're sitting. They took it out. Yep. Like they're just sitting on the bus. Mm -hmm. Just like two friends. Yeah. On the same team. I love that scene. I do too. I think it's one of the best. That's when he leaves his alcoholism right she gives him a coke coke heals him yeah he's, he's no job, longer Atlanta. addicted to alcohol <laughs> yeah all he's also, got to is a coke little... in a glass bottle and he's healed <laughs> yeah he's like oh this is good yep. uh one other fun fact um the i i heard somebody talk about the furthest distance between these teams is only three hours by bus because oh. it all takes place in indiana illinois and two teams in Wisconsin. Oh, so they're like the furthest yeah. distance is only three hours. Like the whole idea of like overnight bus trips uh-huh. and like is kind of like fudged for the movie, but it's, yeah. it's fun. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I, I think you are right on that. The them taking that scene out makes the movie twice as good because you don't have to worry about any of that. And it's just like, yep. he, they, they both just love baseball and can't that be enough without them also kissing and her running off because she feels guilty. And maybe that might be one of the reasons she's quitting. It adds all this dumb stuff that you don't want to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it was war. It was crazy times. <laughs> like you don't need any of that stuff. Like, yeah. Cause imagine the guilt she would have felt like mm-hmm. when Bill Pullman came back. I know. You know like, I mean, he's got a, he hurt his foot. Yeah. I mean, on top that. of that, he has to hear about his wife kissing Tom Hanks. The, the future president of the United States in Independence Day does not need to hear about Gina Davis kissing Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, Bill Pullman. When are we going to talk about him? Uh, well, while you were sleeping, we'll have to do while you were sleeping at some point. Okay. Well, but I meant on this episode. <laughs> I see. You don't want to wait for years until we get <laughs> to while you were sleeping. Um, when well, let's talk about it when we get to there. So there's this thing okay. that happens where um, David Strathern is like, "Listen, girls, you need to do something more spectacular. We got to fill those seats." And so then there's this. Mm-hmm. There, I think there are two or three amazing montage in this movie where it's like, "Pop, pop, boop, weep it all, booty, pop, boop, weep it booty, pop, boop, weep it And so they start. Our favorite German composer, Hans Zimmer. Um, and so like, then they start like doing splits and catching things like um, making amazing runs. Sorry. Slides. <laughs> I know a lot about baseball. I just can't. I knew it was going to happen right at some point where we made some sort of like sports, like gaff sports. Sure. Our swell gaff. Um, um yep and and it's just all of a sudden within probably that montage is probably three minutes all of a sudden 
beep, 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 beep. All of a sudden, all the stands are full of pe- cheering fans. Is there anything that can be said like about America that's like they're like right now we're watching a movie where we are at war against Germany. Mm-hmm. Well, against against Nazis. Okay. Sure. Yep. But then a German composer writes this like American score underneath it. Like, I, I don't know. Isn't that that's kind of yeah, awesome. very strange and cool. Yeah, I like it, too. That's cool. Good job, America. <laughs> Even a young German chap can write a score <laughs> for a movie about women's baseball. Um <laughs> Okay, so they're doing great. All of a sudden, the league's doing great. But I'll tell you what, dude, that tension, the tension between Kit and Dottie, it, it remains. Wraps, it ramps up. It has not gone anywhere. And so right. um, the Peaches, the team that they're playing on, experiences four pretty big losses in a row. First of all, Marla Hooch, mm-hmm. previously plain, now is a real knockout, yep. and she gets married and leaves the team. Yep. Um, we've got... Uh, Kit, uh-oh, she and Dottie aren't getting along, so Kit gets traded to the Bells yep. to join mm-hmm. Taya Leone on that team. <laughs> um, Then, super sad moment, Betty Spaghetti, she finds out that her husband has died in the war. Yep. Um, and then Dottie... Bill Pullman walks in mm. with his crutches and leaves also. All right, dude, I got a chunk in here, bro. Okay, I'm chunk. doing two in a row. Is that okay? Oh, I love it. Okay, so my second evidence, dude, yeah. is, yeah, this thing is ramped up. This thing is on full cylinders. Mm-hmm. And then the letter, the te- uh, so actually my evidence, I just called it the telegram. Okay. Yeah. So like, what a scene. man, dude, that. Uh, yeah, it just it brings it back to reality of uh-huh. like, wow, I this is just this is just a great time in history. Like women are playing baseball, everything's going great, and then it's like, boom, you are in the middle of a world war. Yep, where tons of those ladies have a husband over there, mm-hmm. you know, fighting and yep. could die at any moment. So yep. he walks in there with that telegram, loses the name. Like that, oh, that, that scene torturous, is like, that part. yeah, he's like, I hate these, I hate these, you know, he's got to, you know, why couldn't, why couldn't yeah. they send somebody to deliver him personally? Um, and just like the, you're wondering who he's going towards. He goes right towards mm-hmm. our main character, Gina Davis. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just a, that scene. Oh, by the way, Betty Spaghetti, that is Penny Marshall's daughter. It is really with Carl. It's uh Reiner. It's Rob Reiner. And Penny Marshall's daughter. So this is like a family affair movie. Her brother, Gary Marshall's in it. Yep. Being Um, the most Gary Marshall that I've ever seen Gary Marshall be in this movie, right? (laughs) He's constantly, he might as well have a cigar he's chewing on. Maybe he does at some point. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Her her brother and her daughter are in this movie. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Tracy Reiner it was. Anyways, that, yeah. And then. She's weeping. Actually, mm-hmm. that's very reminiscent of the scene in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Where um, oh, he yeah. finally, Tom Hanks, has to go into a corner by himself. And cry. And he just weeps. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's very similar to that. Yeah. And then Bill Pullman comes in, just rules. Yeah. And so I hate to keep harping on this, 
but you'd never think that her decision then to leave has anything to do with romantic tension between her and Jimmy Dugan. She is making yeah. a decision there that she made from the get-go, which is, um, I don't love baseball as much as I love my family. And when my husband comes home, I want to have kids and that's just going to be what it is. Um, now there's this beautiful thing that happens in kind of the third act of the movie. We can move there, which is she still comes back and plays in the world series um, because right. she still just loves the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, um, could, you could be one of those uh, radio hosts from the 1940s. <laughs> Who was that? Wasn't was that? That was the Simpsons dude. Uh, oh. In this movie, you only hear him at the beginning. There's a voiceover. Oh, really? Uh, Hank is a voiceover of like, yes, oh, I think okay. so. Like the dude that does Homer and. Oh no, that's um. Everybody. I can't remember. That's who not that Hank is. Azaria. Hank Azaria does Apu, R.I.P. and other characters, right? Um, yeah, I can't remember the yes, guy's not, name. Yeah. Uh, Castellano is that his name? Who does Homer? Yeah, I'm. Think that's the. No, no. Okay, sorry we'll everybody. I'm pretty sometime. sure it's a Simpsons person. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so we've got the World Series. They make it in a, in a yep. great move, I think, to really ramp up the sister tension. Kit's team is playing against Dottie's team. Um, and at that point, it feels like a little bit of a typical um sports movie ending. Where yeah, it, tension. it becomes. A, yeah. Also. There's only four teams. Yeah, there's like, only we four teams. We haven't mentioned yeah. that at all. Right. But, like, I love how they go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Just still, there's just... <laughs> There's only <like> four teams. <laughs> then yeah. who's going to the... One of us. Yep. Super um, funny. Okay, I'm going to chunk in because within the World Series is... um, I know I said my favorite scene probably a billion times already during this, but I think is my favorite scene, yeah. which is Stillwell Angel. <laughs> Son of uh, Evelyn, who you were saying yep. reminds you of my sister. I, I think to her, like my sister, though, in the in the 90s, when she had that hair that kind of went up. Sorry, Julie, yeah. she's probably listening to this. But Evelyn has that same kind of cut, which is like super blonde hair. And yep. also, for some reason, I said this already, great chemistry with Tom Hanks, which I always thought Julie would have. Um, anyways, her totally. son, Stillwell Angel, has been traveling with them. He's being a butthead and dancing around and Tom Hanks throws a glove at his face. You're gonna lose. Right. You're gonna. Yeah. Hits, hits him in the face and he just stands there for a beat. It's just this a great performance by this dumb little kid. And then he just flops to the ground. I wonder if that was in the script or if it was and he was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to fall over. He does. My second piece of evidence is this movie is so funny. So that's why mm. I said that Lily would love it because that looks like her piece of evidence on the back of that piece of paper. Yeah. I think there's so much joke density in this movie. There's so many jokes mm-hmm. and there's so many like little moments like when um, Madonna is teaching that woman who doesn't know how to read, how to read, but it's kind of this racy novel that they're reading together. Um, oh, right. Milk, mi- mi- milky. Oh, let me not say that. <laughs> milky white. Milky white. Milky white. Yeah. Aaron was like, ah, ah, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, dude, that was played 
by Ann Cusack. That's a Cusack, dude. It's it's an actual John Joan Cusack sibling? Yes, that's their sister. No way. That's yes, too dude. Good. I, I, looked, I love her. Yep. Like, and she's been in a bunch of other stuff, but like mm-hmm. totally just does character acting. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that. And actually, I love that. I didn't know that. It's like she's a working actor. Yep. You know, just That's like great. doing her thing. Not yep. not necessarily in every movie, her brother and sister, you know. I like that. I that. Yeah. And she is in Jack's favorite scene, which is when she can't read her name on the roster. And then I think mm. it's Betty Spaghetti, right? Comes up to her and asks her, yeah. can you read? Help me find it. And there's just this thing. And while we were watching it, Jack said, that's my favorite part of the movie. And which, mm. by the way, he, maybe he read that screenwriting book that I read, which is Save the Cat. Because that is a typical st- Save the Cat moment where you are mm. all of a sudden on the side of the peaches because they have come yes. to the aid of somebody. And you see that right at the beginning of the movie. So, um I just think it's um, similar to when I went to see Weird Al. I'm just grinning ear to ear the whole time. Not only because it's such a nice movie, a kind movie, like a hopeful movie, but because it's actually funny. It's so well written, so well acted. Um, Kit ends up, her team ends up winning at the end, which is a nice thing, I think, for her, even though. I could take or leave Lori Petty. I think it's nice that Kit wins. <laughs> um, right. And then you texted me and said, okay. the question I was going to ask you. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel bad because I feel like I stole some of your thunder here. You didn't because I, I love it when we have similar thunder. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So I texted you because we uh-huh. were watching it on yep. Tuesday night and I was like, did Dottie let her win because she drops the ball that's what you're saying she like dropped. when they when they collide at home plate yep Dottie, who's the catcher mm-hmm. has the ball in her hand and her so it, she she yep. inter- intercepts i don't know if that's the right word but they bonk into each other and if she all she has to do is hold on to the ball and kit would be out but yep there's she was scene, on the base yep. yep there's a shot i should say where she drops the ball out of her hand Yep, if she holds onto the ball, the Peaches win the World Series. Yep. If she drops the ball, the Bells win the World Series. And it's not just Peaches Bells cuz you're invested in the sisters. Yes. You're invested in the sister rivalry. And I have thought forever that she dropped it on purpose. Okay. Do like, you still and, feel that way? Well, so I thought cuz I've thought like I've that's just been like one of the scenes that's played in my head for like 30 years. Yeah. And so then watching it back, she she gives the pitcher, you know, the the knowledge like throw 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 high ones. Okay, this was gonna right? be my this was gonna be my evidence that she didn't let her win. Was is that okay. scene? Um, and I love it. I love that you think she might be going up to tell her, just pitch him straight down the middle. Yeah, in a way to kind of subtly or sneakily help. Her sister finally get hers and win, but she doesn't. She purposefully tells the pitcher high and fast. I know from years of experience that she can't hit him and she can't let him go. Yep. Okay. So I'm, that was the thing that I was like, oh yeah, she Mm -hmm. doesn't. Yeah. But, 
still like in that moment <laughs> maybe, was there maybe in that moment yeah what in that split second moment of like just give it to my sister or or maybe she's really impressed with her in that moment that she yeah she got a hit off of the pitch that she told the pitcher yep. she can't hit and she went yep. for it all four bases which she didn't have to do she could have stayed and they would have tied and she could have gotten home at some point anyway um right she goes for it and maybe in that moment Gina Davis <laughs> her heart grows three sizes that day and she drops right the right ball. <laughs> well cuz think about it this is this is that defining moment that you're going to be talking about yeah for the rest of your life mm-hmm. so like by losing she like like i don't know the 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 sistership wins okay you know what i mean yep like they they can now be on equal footing for the rest of their lives yes cuz she uh, you I know mean, she beat her uh, yeah, in the world series i th- i think that's well said and that's a good like i i think that's a great um I, I I think it's a great argument that she let the ball go. I think. Okay, hold on. Hold I, I on. think the reason this I love is, it is it happens anyway. That Kit yep. still gets that story for the rest of her life. It's better if Dottie tried not to. Yes. That that's it. Okay, that's it. She didn't do it. She dropped it fair and square. Yep. She gave her the pitch that was going to kill her. She hit it anyways. She dropped the ball fair and square. The sistership wins and it's not on false pretenses or some sort of like you let me win. And she never has to feel that guilt in her heart. Never yeah. has to feel that like I've had this secret. Yeah, exactly. Like, and she can still years, feel, I actually let you win. She can still feel happy about it, which you, you can tell she does. Yep. They're, they're totally. carrying You're, Kit yeah. off on their shoulders and Gina Davis is smiling. And I think mm. that if she had let her win, Love that. she would not have felt that kind of, um, that kind of joy, be- because she's yeah. she's so proud of her sister. Much like she did it, she's good, and she gets her yeah. moment that she's been going for not only this whole year but probably for her whole life. She gets her time, and That's it's it. actually very we touching. We did it. We did it. She can sit there, we. stand there next to Jimmy Dugan, and say, "We did it." <laughs> With and complete Jimmy satisfaction. Dugan was full- yeah, he was totally awesome in that too. Yeah, like he wasn't like mad yep. or anything. It is, it 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 does feel like we won. Mm-hmm. You know, like the league ends up going on for mm-hmm. like ten more seasons. I think in real life. Yep, something like that. Yeah. Um. Okay, you convinced me. I've thought of. I've thought that for years and years. Okay. So well, I've I've done my job. We can end the podcast. <laughs> Actually, we probably should. We're going long. Um. Yep. Uh. The close of the movie is they're all old again. They get an actress yep. who is equally as annoying as Lori Petty to play the old kit. <laughs> <laughs> and so all is right with the world. And they play baseball, um, which Jack loves. And then uh, it used to be my playground kicks in and the mm. credits roll. Yep. Great, 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 great movie. We want to know, listener, is it perfect? And so now it is in your hands. We're going to put up a poll on our Instagram. That's Two Gomers Podcasts. We're going to put a poll up on our Facebook, facebook.com slash Two Gomers. You can go to our website, Perfect Movie Podcast, and vote there. You can send us an email, twogomers at gmail.com. 
or perfectmoviepodcast.com and just say yes or no with the movie title. Um, and we will let you know in a couple weeks, is A League of Their Own a perfect movie? Now, next week, we have not a results show. We have another movie right away. Anthony's pick. It's Anthony's birthday week. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. My question to you picking. is, have you decided what the movie is? It's going to be either Castaway uh-huh. be- or Walter Mitty. I'm still leaning towards Walter Mitty. I'm like 90-10. Okay. But I watched Castaway the other day, and I'm just so in love mm. with that movie. Yeah. It made me... It just... It's like, why is that movie and The Martian like my two favorite movies? Like something about being There is something strange alone. about that. You like The Terminal, too. Love it. You, yeah, you so like, like movies about making it on your own. <laughs> <laughs> or or like self-reflection or like... I don't... I, I can't figure it out. So we dive into that. Hey, dude, we never mentioned yeah. my top favorite line. What's that? It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. I... It's one of those things, dude. I needed to hear that line when I was watching this movie. Wow. And, and, and so we just talked about how great it is, funny it is, light it is, comforting it is, right? But then you get to a line in a movie where you're like, it hits you. And you're like, okay, I think I can do what I'm doing right now, which is recording a podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> if, if, if it was hard, everybody would do it. Wait a minute. Everybody does do it. <laughs> record podcasts this is like the easiest like every there's hundred like i looked up a league of their own on on itunes there's just tons of podcasts about it right yeah so yeah that's that's not the hard you're talking about but i think both of us are in careers yep where that line means something to us right if it that wasn't hard meant, yeah. everybody would do it and so it's good that it's hard it's not bad that it's hard Okay. It just okay. got too hard. <sighs> okay, Jimmy Dugan. I hear you. Thank you. Do you remember before our marathon, mm-hmm. the Brad sent us that quote? He did? Yep. I didn't remember that, but that's wonderful. Or before the second marathon. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Okay, dude. Great movie. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for voting. Uh, We'll come back in several weeks and let you know, is A League of Their Own a perfect movie? Um, For now, maybe you should just play it safe and watch both Castaway and Walter Mitty before next week. (laughs) You'll be surprised. Yeah. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun. Have a great week. You too, dude. And happy viewing.